We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friend. Yes, life can be so good when we're in our loving and when we feel good. But, you know, it's not so much fun when we don't feel well. Did you know that in the United States alone, 13 million people struggle with chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, and acute chemical sensitivities? Millions more battle with Lyme disease, chronic pain, food sensitivities, anxiety, and depression. Too often, doctors and health specialists are at a loss, leaving far too many people with incapacitating conditions that rob them of their health and their happiness. I found it so interesting to learn that traumas such as illness, chemical exposure, or injury can trigger the brain to lock itself into the spider flight mode in an effort to protect us, to keep us in that survival state. But in this reactive state, the brain and body can't return to normal functioning. Instead, we deteriorate with a cascade of worsening symptoms. Doctors very often deem this condition a mystery and patients are left desperate for help. But the good news is this mystery condition can be treated by addressing the brain itself. The brain has a remarkable ability to reset itself called neuroplasticity. By learning how to rewire our brain, we can undo the malfunction and start on the road to recovery. Today, we're so fortunate to have with us for a second show, health and wellness expert, Annie Hopper. Annie herself is a wounded healer. She was stricken with a ravaging condition her doctors could not resolve. She was left with no choice, but really to try to attempt to find a cure herself. But she didn't just find one. She actually created one. Annie is now helping countless others recover, heal, and reclaim vibrant health for themselves. Her healing process is based on a landmark scientific study which revealed the powerful link between the limbic system of our brain and the functions of the body. This discovery inspired Annie to rewire her brain, take back her body, and restore her vitality. Years later, she continues to be symptom-free. Annie shares her healing journey and guides her readers through powerful approach in healing in our new book, Wired for Healing, Remapping the Brain to Recover from Chronic and Mysterious Illnesses. So Annie, thank you for being here on another show of Journey to Center. Oh, thanks, Tammy. It's a pleasure to be here again. So I'd like to start with um, how can we identify a limbic system impairment? That's a really great question, and um, I wish there was a simple answer to that, but I think right now we're looking at, unless you want to spend $5,000 at a clinic to get a brain scan, um, you're really looking at a collection of symptoms. Mm-hmm. So uh, it might look like, you know, looking at, um, um, you know, what the limbic system does and then figuring out, okay, how, how, are my sympt- how can my symptoms be um, involved with that system of the body. So Mm -hmm. I guess I'd start by saying what the limbic system does. So the limbic system in the brain is the known as a feeling and reacting brain, and it's in the midbrain. And what it does is it really, um, it looks at 
all of the billions of bits of information that are coming in at any given time, sensory input and emotional input, and it basically categorizes it into two distinct categories, safe or not safe. And when that system of the brain is no longer functioning properly, it can begin to really um, affect the way that the, the, the brain and body are perceiving information. So um, you can imagine things that were, weren't a threat are now uh, a very big threat. And when that happens, the brain goes into a chronic flight or flight state. So it can start to actually affect us on many systems of the body. So people might start to have vague symptoms like brain fog or unexplained headaches, or they might suffer from low energy, or perhaps they have chronic pain or um, joint pain, or, you know, they might have a heightened sense of smell or taste. So they might find themselves more and more bothered by people's perfumes or colognes or even strong laundry detergents, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they, they're noticing a lot of uh, mood kind of um, issues, like maybe they get angry when they're really not provoked, or they might find that they have uh, mood changes with specific exposures. So, um, for instance, when I, w- when I had lumbic system impairment, um, uh, if I encountered anyone who had like strong perfume on or something, I would immediately start to cry. And it wasn't necessarily because I was that upset. It was actually like a a physiological response to actually cry because again, the limbic system is is your emotional center. Mm. Um, What else was I going to say about that? And and sometimes people have disconnected emotions. So they might be overreactive or they could be underreactive. So Sometimes people go into a place of um, really zero affect, meaning they don't have the ability to feel anymore. Mm. Or they could get caught up in worry thoughts, like just constantly worrying about their state of health, worrying about this and that. I mean, people with limbic system impairment, if they could get an award for worrying, they would be, uh, they would get gold stars for worrying because Mm. that's one of the symptoms of a fight or flight mechanism gone rogue is that your brain's stuck in this fear mechanism and you're worrying about everything, whether it's big or small. Um, They could find that they have a lot of anxiety or they're suffering from panic attacks or or they're having sleep issues or maybe they're feeling um, uh, quite depressed or they're developing food sensitivities. So, you know, it could really be all over the place. And and maybe they're showing uh, detoxification problems. So their liver isn't detoxing properly. That's another symptom that uh, people often get. And um, just an inability to really digest food or... I was just going to say that. Yeah. Digestion and weight gain. It's like really um, holding on, I think, to foods and such, like everything kind of shuts down. Yeah. It was just, that's another area that um, I struggled with when I was dealing with a lot of of the things that you discuss here. So yeah, it can show up in a lot of ways that are really unpleasant and confusing. And, And I know I was trying to attack some of the the more peripheral symptoms rather than going for the core issue because I didn't know what the core issue was. Right, right. Mm. And, that, and that's, that's often the case. People don't know what the core issue is. Yes. And, um, you know, they spend a lot of time and effort and money going to a lot of different specialists because we have specialists who deal with one kind of system of the body. You know, so you know, maybe, maybe they have heart palpitations, so they go to a cardiologist or right. maybe they're having gut issues, so they're going to see, you know, somebody else. And, you know, maybe they have adrenal issues or there's seeing someone else. So, you know, we have we have symptoms that are showing up in multi systems of the body, but the core root of that is 
that the brain is stuck in this, this flight or flight mechanism, that some form yeah. of trauma has catapulted the brain into this flight or flight mechanism that has now gone rogue and is affecting all systems of the body. Mm. And, you know, when that happens, it's, it's, it's curious. You know, when I think back of it, I think, wow, you know, I seem like a different person. And that's because I am a different person because my brain has changed. <laughs> you know, my oh, my brain, gosh, yes. Yeah, my brain was structurally just not working right. And, you know, I was a happy-go-lucky, really bubbly, really outgoing person. I made a new friend every day, I'm sure. I mean, it, that was it's just the kind of person who I was. But after, um, you know, with limbic system impairment, I changed into this really negative, um, not only negative, pessimistic, scared person who lived in isolation. And basically, it wasn't because that's who I wanted to be or that was my innate personality. It was because my brain was stuck in the survival mechanism. And that's all I could do was to just focus on how to survive through another day. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. One step in front of the other. And it, it's, it's hard to be happy when we don't feel well. And, but it's even more than that. You say our brain is restructured. How would you describe this? Brain trauma, toxic trauma. What is this? Yeah, I would say it's brain, tra brain trauma. Toxic trauma could be any kind of uh, what we call it as a perfect storm, basically. So you could mm -hmm. have a perfect storm of stressors that actually uh, cause n structural changes in the brain. So, you know, it could be uh, could be motor vehicle accident. You could have a neck or back injury. But that would be one form of stress that might be contributing to the perfect storm. It could be a chemical exposure. Um, you know, it could be from... Uh, in my case, I rented an office space and um, one of the adjoining walls was, uh, I, I, sorry, I shared a wall with the janitor supply room. So I was getting exposed to chemicals all day long. Um, mold exposures. Uh, Lyme emotional, disease. Mm -hmm. Lyme disease, yes. Bacteria uh, um, or uh, viruses or um, fungus or, you know, a number of different things. Emotional stress. So here, here's a typical story. So we ask someone, when they come to the program, we go through their whole case history and we say, okay, prior to developing a limbic system impairment, did you have any uh, viruses or bacteria that you felt like you never actually recovered from? And, you know, a lot of people say yes. Uh, did you um, experience any kind of emotional stress before this happened? Oh, yeah, actually, I just got divorced. I was going through a nasty divorce. It was just terrible. Okay, mm -hmm. interesting. And did you move, you know, did you have any remodeling or were you exposed to new, new textiles? Yes, as a matter of fact, I moved into a brand new condo. I had new carpets, new floors, new paints, new furniture, everything. And it's interesting because when you look at that, that's like a toxic stew. When you move into a, you know, when you move into a new home, people think, oh, I'm moving into my dream home. I'm like, oh, you're moving into a toxic stew, because really, you know, when we look at what what we have in our new homes, new carpets, new paints, new textiles, new furniture, and they're all off-gassing volatile organic compounds, which are problematic to our body and our brain. And we build our, our homes so airtight that we actually don't have any ventilation anymore. So, you know, we have to be really careful when we're, uh, well, I should say, we have to be mindful of what we introduce into our homes and how healthy that is. So um, anyway, I think I'm going a bit off topic. So, No, but I think this is wonderful because you're opening up all kinds of different possibilities. So if somebody's struggling, they're probably thinking, well, oh my gosh, it could be this or this or this or this or this. Yeah, but right. It, it, but no matter what it is, it sounds like um, your system 
can get to get beneath it. Is that accurate? Say that again, sorry, your system can get beneath it? Your program can help us get beneath any of these symptoms. Yes. Okay. I understand your question. Sorry. I was just having a hard time with the the question. (laughs) Um, Yeah, absolutely. So there there is a way to correct that road mechanism of the brain. So these forms of stress have catapulted catapulted the brain into this chronic fight or flight response. There are structural changes that take place in the brain because of that. So you have these fear mechanisms in the limbic system, like circuits within the limbic system that are firing too rapidly and too often. And there is a way that we can change that. We can actually shut that response off and normalize it so the rest of your systems come back to normal again. Yes. And I think this is wonderful. So no matter what a person is struggling with, it seems like this this information that you're sharing, this program, um, can can get beneath it all and, and bring us some hope and and some peace and some um, help, some guidance. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, it's uh, it, it's funny because one of the things that people say the most is, all of this just makes sense. It yes. makes common sense. And I hear that over and over again, and it's like, yes, you're right, it does make common sense. Because you can imagine that if you're under a state of chronic fight uh, or you're in a fight or flight mechanism, you won't be able to digest things as easily. You won't be able to think as clearly. Your cells aren't operating functionally. Your detoxification systems might be affected. You know, so it just really does make sense. And there is a way to dampen that response and get the brain back online. So you're actually decreasing that fight or flight mechanism and, uh, you know, normalizing that and getting your prefrontal cortex back in line, which is your executive thinking. You know, that's the area of the brain. That's the unique area of the brain uh, that is, uh, you know, uniquely human, this ability to make decisions and, um, you know, be proactive in our lives. So that system actually comes back online instead of the limbic system running your life. So we get to, you know, dampen a firing in the limbic system and get our prefrontal cortex back online where it should be. The thriving part of our brain instead of just the surviving part of our brain. Exactly. Mm. And it's more fun. Life is a lot more fun and feels a lot better when we have that online. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to go back to something that you said about not being able to access joy. You know, that's really interesting because, you know, when you're in a limbic system trauma and your brain is stuck in survival, it's not important to feel happy. I mean, you can, you can imagine if you're running away from a tiger, you know, if that's, if that's the analogy that we use, that you're running away from a tiger, you know, there's nothing to be happy about. So yeah. people... There's no, there's no time or space for happiness. I remember no, no, saying that. Who has time for happy? I'm just trying oh, to survive. Right. Yeah, exactly. I just mm-hmm. thought, you know, I turned into a person that thought that happiness was only for naive people. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's going to make you a little pessimistic. <laughs> it does make you a little pessimistic. I'm like, these people must be just totally in denial about something because how could they be so happy? But truly, when you know, when your brain is in that rogue mechanism, there isn't space for happiness because happiness right. ha- doesn't have anything to do with your survival. Your survival, But also people have a really difficult time accessing positive memories. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and that's actually just a, uh, uh, an expression of the dis- dysfunction itself. Because your brain is so stuck in survival that that's all, it can, that's all it's concerned with. So it's, it's almost like a brain that's stuck in, it's like PTSD. 
And PTSD is a form of limbic system impairment. But what your brain does when you have limbic system impairment, it just goes from one trauma to the next trauma to the next. Like it just keeps refocusing on trauma. And even stuff that you probably think that you dealt with years ago. And in fact, that was my case. You know, I had a lot of trauma from childhood and stuff. And I'd done a lot of work on that and resolved it. And it was all good. And then when I had limbic system impairment, it just came, kept resurfacing. And, you know, being the... Uh, inquiring person that I am, of course, I went there. I thought, oh, I have a feeling, therefore I am. I better investigate this. So I'd be digging and digging and digging and no resolution. I would think that I'd come up with, with a resolution. I would do the same things that I used to do with a healthy brain to move forward, which which did help when I, when I did have a healthy brain. But now my brain just, I just couldn't move forward. I was stuck. Yeah, so you're on a do, loop. You're on a I'm loop. I'm in a loop. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. what we call it. It's called a limbic system trauma loop. So the brain gets stuck. So you think that, you know, okay, I've released it. I've let it go. It's all good. You know, I meditated. I did this. I did that. Da, 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 da. And yet, 10 minutes later, my brain would be back in the same patterns again, back in the same thought that patterns. That old habit. Mm-hmm. That old habit. And it's not, a, mm-hmm. yeah. And at this point, it's become habitual because the brain is actually physically stuck there. Yeah. So when people say, well, I don't have access to positive memories, I go, yeah, you're right. You don't right now. And we're going to retrain your brain and get you out of that mechanism so that you can actually access, access happy, mm-hmm. happiness again. But first, you have to kind of unstick that mechanism in the brain. Oh, gosh, I love this so much. Um, Something you write about that I love, 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 love. This is uh, from your book. You say we need to become an alchemist, that we need to adopt new ways of thinking, feeling, behaving, creating a different understanding, perspective of the journey. It's an excellent way to alter brain pathways and become empowered, turning negative aspects of life into soul wisdom, Mm. reframing your experience and searching for the lessons within the journey. This is an empowered, positive perspective and acts as a springboard to personal recovery and transformation. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Well, you know, becoming an alchemist, it's really important to become an alchemist when you have limbic system impairment because, for one, people, a lot of people have have had this for years. Years and years and years and years and years. They've been suffering for a long time. So when you're suffering from a, for a long time, you get into very habitual ways of thinking, feeling, and behaving around that. And people, people lose hope. And um, in order to self-direct neuroplastic changes in the brain, we need to be able to think, act, and behave differently. And that means that we have to step into that position of the alchemist because we are not our story and we are not our illness. And you are, no one is defined by illness and I, it doesn't matter what you have. But, you know, I remember doing a, an interview with one young woman on the phone who was about to take the program. She was about, I think, 18 or 19 at the time and she couldn't walk. She had something called postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome and she'd been to the Mayo Clinic and, you know, they diagnosed her with 10,000 different things like chronic fatigue and POTS and Lyme and, you know, sensitivities and a whole bunch of other things. And she, she had resigned her life to living in a wheelchair because she could not, not because she couldn't walk necessarily, but she couldn't actually stand up straight because her blood pressure would skyrocket. I mean, her, no, her blood pressure would drop and her heart rate would skyrocket. And um, she couldn't actually be upright anymore. So she was living her life from a reclining wheelchair Mm. and she developed, you know, major food sensitivities and was down to five foods and her parents had to blend her food. And basically she was an infant 
for them. And I interviewed her on the phone. I remember Lauren saying to me, I think I'm disabled and my parents just have to come to the acceptance that they have a disabled daughter. Hmm. And she cried. And I said, you know, Lauren, I, I can understand how there are some things in life that we need to accept. And acceptance can be a really big, a good part of life. I said, but this is not one of them. No one has looked at your illness as a brain injury or a brain impairment, and we need to investigate that before you make any decisions about that. And I said, are you willing to take that journey with me? And she said through her tears, yes. So she came to the program in a wheelchair, and within one month, no word of a lie, she was rollerblading. Wow. That was one of my favorite stories in your book. (laughs) Yeah, she has her own website called, uh, what's it called? From Wheelchair to Rollerblades. And um, so, you know, Lauren did have to actually jump into that alchemist. You know, she had to look at that and go, okay, you know what? Even though, you know, this is going on in my life, I can still step into that place of, you know, I can be something different and I can learn about life and learn about the the lessons and learn about, you know, get gain all this knowledge about gratitude and, and how to live life in a different way based on the, her experience in life and also have hope for a better tomorrow. And, oh gosh, you know, I love that. Yeah, love that. because it just, you know, we have to become the alchemist because otherwise if we don't, then we stay stuck in the we story of our illness. And it's not just because, you know, and I used to say, you know, I remember people saying to me when I was sick, they would like, well, if only you'd think differently, it would be okay. It'd be okay. And I'm like, you know what? I I don't, I wish it was that simple. I wish it was really that simple because I, you know, I I tried a lot of things and yet ended up empty handed. And for me, and for a lot of people that we help, they've been through a lot already and they've tried lots of things and it's just that the brain is stuck in this mechanism gone rogue. So it's, it's not their fault that the trauma happened. And that's a, that's a one big takeaway too. It is not your fault. It you know, doesn't you feel some... like a choice either. You know, when we say, no. you know, well, it's, everything's a choice. It doesn't feel like you're in a choice when you're in this position. No, absolutely not. I mean, you had some form of trauma happen. You know, nobody's, nobody's saying, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say you attracted that to you or anything. It's just, it is what it is, right? So you have some form of trauma, your brain has been affected, and now there's a way out through neuroplasticity. So neuroplasticity was part of the actual injury itself and that the brain changed in a way that it's actually not functioning properly. So neuroplasticity, which basically means the the brain's capacity to change, can also present our way out of illness. And that's mm-hmm. where we really focus is on how to change the how to change the structure and function of the brain. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, stories like Lauren's, you think, oh my goodness, how could that be possible? And I watch it every day, and I witness it every day. So uh, you know, I can't wait for the medical system to catch up with us. I am uh, I'm really hopeful that um, the medical system will take more time to investigate um, programs like ours that are affecting change in the world. In fact, we have two medical studies that are going on right now, one at the University of Calgary in Canada and another one at McMaster University in Ontario. And um, as I had also said, I just spoke at um, the Institute for Functional Medicine Medical Conference in yes. June to 400 doctors. So, you know, I think that people are really starting to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And I think to be so. Able- 
Yeah, I think so. Because I mean, I went to a lot of allopathic doctors and they just looked at me baffled and flummoxed. And I'm sure that happens to a lot of doctors. So for you to be able to come in and give them information and answers to questions that maybe that they've been confounded by, this is a good thing for everybody. It's like you're this bridge or a piece of the puzzle that's uh, so vital for us to be able to claim vibrant health. And and it's, I think it's so exciting. I think it's so exciting. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's thrilling to be on the forefront of a new paradigm in health, and um, and 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 also true for um, you know alternative healthcare too. So I mean, there are a lot of people that are in uh, you know are well-meaning alternative healthcare practitioners, but they might not be addressing brain function. So right. you know, while all of these other treatments and modalities can be really beneficial for the body and and, and for healing. Until that stress mechanism, it, it, it'll just work a lot more, a lot more functionally if you shut off that chronic stress mechanism. And uh, for sure, yeah, it's it's just unbelievably fun to be able to witness what I witness. Oh my gosh, I just love what you do, and I'm just so excited to be connecting with you and sharing you with our listeners. So, Annie, quickly, we just have a minute or two left here. How can people find out about you and more about this program and get a copy of your book, Wired for Healing? Yeah, sure. So if they want to know more about what we do, go to the website, which is retrainingthebrain.com. And uh, my book can be purchased from the website, uh, or they can buy the book Wired for Healing on amazon.com. Also, there are two different ways that you can have access to the actual program itself. One is through the 14-hour instructional DVD, which has been translated into eight languages. It's also available for people that are hearing impaired, um, So, uh, and, you know, that's our silver standard. And then if you want to go to the gold standard and you want to be in an interactive five-day seminar, then we hold those in various different places throughout North America and Europe. Um, And you just have to go to the website to look at our upcoming programs and where we're teaching. Um, I'm still teaching at a few of those, but I I also have other trainers that um, are, are teaching the programs as well all over all over the world. We actually have a new coach in Finland coming up and someone in Spain. So um, yeah, we've, we've got people all over the world, but uh, if they want to know exactly how they can um, uh, start to implement the program, then definitely go to the website. The website has all the information that they need. So uh, thank you, Annie. I think you're a wealth of wisdom and a bright light in the world. And I'm just so grateful for your healing journey and sharing your knowledge with our listeners. And to my listeners, thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being part of my reality. This show is so much fun to do. I get to connect with these experts. And what makes it even more fun is to connect with you. Be in touch with me at Tammy B. PhD. Let me know how you're doing. This is about relationship. Let's relate. See you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just know you're my heart, meditation, and prayers. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.